we've got to have these layers in place, and we haven't understood it, and we've just tried to teach doctrine to people who are babies who don't have these spiritual layers in place. They can't see it. They can't comprehend it. They see from inside of who they are and where they are. There is a better way. When you start understanding these foundational layers, it can make a huge difference in the lives of the people around us. Thank you for joining us for Effective Heart Change, the podcast that will discuss how to apply faith principles to real-life situations. This is Effective Heart Change. Well, it's good to be here with Effective Heart Change. Welcome, Dale. Thank you, sir. It is always good to sit down and have a visit. Yes, we we do enjoy talking through things. Well, and, and uh, I appreciate uh, your scholarship, and uh, I am an eager learner, so thank I'm, you. it's a good place for me. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. We're, we're talking about step-by-step and spiritual foundations, and I've, I've, again, tried to get some of these points across for years, and it's like, how do you get language? Because when you're in a culture that doesn't appreciate or understand spirit and spiritual, language can be difficult. So it's taken me a lot of years working this, shaping it, reshaping it, and it's like I feel like I finally have something where I think this communicates. So it's actually kind of fun to to be on this whole topic, and today we're talking about safe. So this is a happy experience. Oh, it's a happy experience <laughs> for me. We're experimenting with, with uh, the language barrier, and, and it is. We don't tend to think in, in terms of spirituality. We think, you know, a physical body, this is, this is life, and, and really undersell the, the spiritual angle. In developmental psychology, and actually even back it up, physiology, think about a baby. You, you start off with, okay, eye contact. Oh, now I have eye contact and my eyes follow. And then at some point, my hands discover my mouth. And then, then I begin to eat. And then you've got potty training, et cetera. You've got developmental physiology, if you will. The body is developing. The functions are developing. There's stages. There's stages there. There's also a whole branch of psychology called developmental psychology where you have the idea of, okay, I'm, I'm developing this step and then I'm developing this step. And actually, one step is very much dependent on the next step. So that's kind of a whole that gives us a little bit of an idea of the foundation we're talking about developmental uh, spirit spirituality. You know, I started to try to do an ology on that. You know, it, <laughs> it doesn't quite work. I, I did the ology and the ology. You know, so but spirituality. There are basic layers of spirituality that are being developed from actually in the womb all the way through that we really haven't done much in terms of looking at it and seeing. Okay, what does this look like? I was a health and physical education major, and I was always amazed at what you had to take. Physiology was part of it. Uh, uh, we we were, we did we were in classes with pre med, uh, and and you you don't you dumb jocks, you know. <laughs> but but the the step by step uh, that you were talking about, both in the in the physical sense and the spiritual sense are necessary, uh, and, and it's important 
that you get all the steps. And, and uh, that, that's the interesting thing that's drawing me in on, on your material. What's interesting, let's think discipleship for a moment. I, I've got it, someone who's given their life to Christ, and I'm going to walk them through to a higher place. What's almost the universal approach? Well, we'll tell them to pray, typically, and so we'll kind of throw that at them. But the, basically, the universal approach is, here's a set of doctrines. Here's a set of ideas. Read these, study these, memorize these, and you'll be good. <laughs> good to go. <laughs> and so if you look at what we do in our approach with people, it's almost entirely intellectual. It's understanding. Let's give you these pieces. And where I'm approaching this, doesn't it really almost doesn't even touch that. Now, that is an important part of discipleship. I'm not trying to take that away. But I'm talking about spiritual development that isn't necessarily even related to Christianity. It's not necessarily related to any of the normal ideas. It is important because spiritual development requires what? Spiritual connection. And spiritual connection, God obviously teaches through the scriptures. God's spirit bears witness with our spirit. Spiritual connection should be very central to Christian spiritual development. But what we're talking about here is just like basic human stuff that's going to happen, whether you're being taught Christianity, not taught Christianity, whether you're in Hinduism, I don't care which religion you're in. This is talking about universal human experience. The human element in, involved, that, that's an interesting jump because uh, what you described uh, is my experience as Christian. Growing up, it's kind of this is what you need to do. Now go do it, you know. And 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 uh, sometimes I could grasp it, and other more more times than not, probably I couldn't grasp what I really needed to do, and I needed help doing it. Being have someone that walked with me step by step. So let's jump in with the word safe. And safe, I believe, is the most foundational layer spiritually. And let's actually, to define it, let's actually go to its opposite. I, I think this is probably as good as I can get for unsafe, and that's the word anxiety. If you think about it, you've got fear, which is a little bit different. If I've got fear, there's a fight, there's a flight, there's a freeze response. I mean, there, it, it's something kind of outward. But when I'm talking spiritual, I'm really talking something inward, and there's this inward dynamic, and one of the best words literally is anxiety. Proverbs 12.25, to start us off, it talks about anxiety, anxiety in the heart of a man, what it causes depression. So you immediately start seeing there, I love a lot of different things about that verse, but it, you start seeing the connection between the spiritual and the natural. Anxiety in the heart of a man causes depression. So if we start with the word safe and we're talking about spiritual layers, I believe that there's an incredible power in the days of the womb and, and the early years of the child. And if in those early years, there's a peace, a rest, a safety being laid down, you have one kind of spiritual foundation. So if I start with that person and we're fast forwarding to someone who's come to Christ, if we're starting with that foundation and there's a foundation of, of peace, safety, and rest, 
when someone comes to Christ, it's going to be a little bit more normal, I think, a little bit easier for them to receive the peace of Christ and to live in the peace of Christ. But if, on the other hand, if they've got this whole anxiety thing, what happens? You've got natural outcomes. What are those natural outcomes? What's listed right here is depression. So now I've got a person who has this anxiety. They had that laid down at a very high level during all of those developmental years. They're normal. What feels right to them is anxiety. So if you come along peddling a gospel of peace, you don't get very far. And on top of it, if they've, if they've taken it to the point to where there's depression and depression at a high level, guess what? They don't have the energy to even deal with any ideas that you're trying to bring. That the idea of, of having a basic language that helps you to actually see it. Uh, I, I'm, I'm amazed at how often uh, something will come up in a conversation, and I'm, I'm just blown away because all of a sudden something clicked. There's a connection that happened years before. Didn't didn't seem like it had anything to do with anything, and then, and and you were talking about the material, uh, how God brings stuff to mind, and and so this this whole basic development is what that sounds like to me at least. What you're bringing up is incredibly powerful. That that gets us to another aspect. I think I want to take a break and give people a chance just to answer some questions and look at some different things to examine what we've been talking about, and then we'll continue. One of the things that I say a lot is we see, we think, we hear inside of our spiritual flows. So this one's talking about safe, and we started off talking about anxiety. A person who has that basic anxiety laid down inside of them, they see from a completely different point of view from someone who has a spiritual layer of safe. And again, we're not talking, wow, I've taught you Christianity, and so you know that you're supposed to have the peace of God that passes all understanding. We're talking about spiritual foundations. When those foundations are there, life is experienced differently. Now, the good news is, in Christ, I can drink in peace. I can drink in life in a way that changes the spiritual foundations. But if I don't have that, there's an incredible liability there. And let me, let me share a verse with you that, that really picks that up. This is out of Matthew chapter 6, 22. The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. Now think about that. I, a lot of times I talk about lenses. I talk about sunglasses or, or et cetera. I, I've got this set of lenses on. And out of that set of lenses, that's, that's going to determine how I look at the world and I'm going, wow, everything's kind of dark today. Well, you have dark glasses on. Everything, everything's terrible. Everything's awful. Our, our world is falling apart. Well, you have a foundation, a spiritual foundation of anxiety 
and you're looking at life. Everything you see, you're seeing through that lens of anxiety. The, the phrase, that's the way I see it, comes to mind. And, and we operate from that place because it is basically what we see is how we understand things or misunderstand them. The next one, next verse is, but if your eye is bad, all right, let's just stop. Let's say I've had that foundation of peace and rest and safe laid down in me. My eye is going to be completely different. See, we, we, a lot of times we read this verse and we're like, oh, well, oh, they, they didn't get the doctrine laid down. They didn't get the understanding. Well, that's important. But I'm not talking about mental stuff here. I'm talking about spiritual foundations. And there are people who are believers who they operate from this, inc- this place of anxiety 80, 90, 98% of the time. And I mean, every conspiracy theory, every woe is me, everything that comes along, I mean, they're jumping on that thing and riding that Bronco because that's just, that's their eye. That's where their eye is. It's obsessive. The, the, yeah. I read an article this morning about a pitcher uh, in, in Major League Baseball, uh, talented, uh, but chronically depressed. And, and his vision was he, he fell in love with this lady, but he, he could, was never worthy and, and actually shot himself uh, and survived it. Uh, took the gun, put it to his temple, shot an eye out, went through and and he he came to probably four or five hours later. But anyway, the whole process. And now uh, he he still understands that anxiety is a, a DL, you know, a big deal in his life. But that he's alive for a purpose, and that purpose is to help others to get through the same kind of thing. You're one step ahead of me, because worth is actually the next layer. So so we're there. But let me finish the verse. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. When I'm working with people, especially addicts, and I I work with addicts on a regular basis, when I'm working with them, if we can't get a spiritual layer of safe laid down, we virtually can't do anything else. It's the most basic layer. It's It's if you, I mean, you've just got to be able to get that thing to break through. And frankly, what's difficult with that, a lot of times what that means is you, you got you to gotta put up with some real nonsense because they've got to know that you can handle them. They've got to know that you can handle who they are, what they are, how they are, because if you can't handle them, they can't feel safe. So they almost have to be able to bring their worst at you and watch you and see if you can handle it. My perception would be that that's probably something that you're going to get to see anyway. Oh, P- particularly, it, it's, it's the, uh, it, I, you don't know what you're dealing with. You don't know what you're talking about. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you, you know, the, the, the real problem, and you won't understand it. So you have, to, you have to get through that phase to even have that conversation that goes any deeper. And that's not just addicts. No. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. I think about my relationship with my wife and think of through the years, all the times that there was anxiety back and forth and, wow, do, you know, how do I look and all of the different things that you go back and forth. Think about 
all of the layers of anxiety that are there. And how do we get past that? Well, some of it does kind of jump to the next layer because remember, we talked about the layers are progressive. It's like the pyramid. Last time I talked about Maslow and, and we've got the pyramid and it builds and each layer is built on the next. So I've got to start developing safe, but then I have to get into the love and acceptance layer to really continue to build safe. I mean, it's huge. I get into that to where, no, I can love you and accept you for who you are, right where you are. Think about the unconditional love of Christ and how that carries over in a way that it helps build safe. That my step again, uh, there is a progression that needs to be followed. It uh, doesn't always happen that way, but safe is the starting point. It's that first step that the child takes. And it's the first step that we take in a a spiritual understanding. Here's the way it should happen. What should be, what God intended, and a lot of times people, well, why did God do that? Well, the answer is God didn't. God gave us the ability to positively impact the next generation. He gave us that ability. He gave us that, that responsibility, if you will. Creative process. And when we don't do that, when we do it the wrong way, it has real outcomes. What we want is, oh, you know what? If we've got a bad parent, God, would you just undo parenting and take away all influence? But that's not what happens. So what should happen in the early years, you should have that that peace, that rest. The womb should be the safest place ever. I mean, there's there's holding, there's warmth, there's a constant temperature, there's there's a constant contact. Yeah, there's contact. I mean, you have all of those. That whole safe thing should be very normal. It should be very natural. And especially if mom and dad are there and they're interested in this child and they want this child and they're, they're speaking good things over it and they're excited about having a child, et cetera, just think about the environment that should be there to begin to lay down safe and, and peace and rest and then after the baby is born, oh, wow, now we get to a little diff- different picture. I mean, think about it. How many new parents are kind of like, oh, now what? Yeah, I, I'm thinking more of changing diapers in that moment. <laughs> oh, my, what a mess. <laughs> oh, oh, what what, <laughs> what a mess. do I do with this? What, what am I doing? How do I do this? So it's easy to look at that, and, and you start looking at all the different issues that can happen during the days of the womb, and how, how are we going to feed this child? How are we going to take care of it? What's the future look like? And then you get into the early days, and all of a sudden, we start noticing, oh, safe isn't necessarily being laid down. There's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of heaviness, depression. There's all of these kinds of things. And the way that works, there is a transfer. Last time you brought up the word environment, there's a transfer from what's going on around the child to the child. That becomes incredibly important. I think we'll take a break and just process what's been happening, what we've been talking about. And then when we come back, we'll, we'll pick up on that topic. During the break, we were talking about a concept that I thought was pretty cool, and that's the idea of SAVE having two different 
aspects. Do you, would you explain a little bit about that? Well, my grandfather had a, a general store out in the pla- uh, plains of Kansas, and he had a safe. And, and it wasn't a big money place. It was Victor, Kansas. That, there are a couple of buildings there, and that's about it. But it was their livelihood. And I can remember Grandpa going to the safe every night and putting stuff in. And, and so when you're talking about safe, the picture that comes to mind is of a literal safe, a big, black, heavy, safe place to put things. And, and one of my observations was that sometimes money went in there, and that was a big deal. And, and, and it came out, and then it went back in. So it was in and out all the time. There were other things. I had no idea what they were. There were papers, and uh, evidently it was important to, uh, to Grandpa. But the difference between having something in it and using it or having something in it just as storage, uh, you start talking about what we're doing with our spiritual awareness. And, and it sounds like that to me. Sometimes we put stuff in there and that's just in there for safekeeping. There's two different topics that I talk about when I talk about spirituality. I, I coined terms because I, our culture, again, it's, it's not about spirituality. It doesn't even have the language. So I talk about spiritual substance and then I talk about spiritual presence. Now, spiritual substance is very much like the safe that you just talked about. If you think about it, there's, there's this thing that we take, and we, we take this stuff that's very active and alive and very right now, and now I take that and I put it into a vault. That vault could easily be called character. That's a word that people understand. Over a period of time, the decisions that I make start to build up our character. That's like the safe. That's like the vault. I've got these decisions. I've got these patterns. I've got these normal. I have these core values, and I'm operating out that. That's the solid stuff in the safe that we're going to operate from that. But I've also got this normal day-to-day thing of anxiety or peace. So I've got these patterns of interacting with customers, if you will, if you want to take it back to that. I've got these daily things that I do this and this and this and this, but at the end of the day, it goes into the safe or it doesn't go into the safe. So whatever's been laid up in that safe, it creates that filter that we talked about out of Matthew 6 to where that's how I see life, that's how I respond to life. So I've got this deeper character substance that is part of how I'm responding And then I've got this spiritual presence, which is what's being laid down in me. And then I'm going to add one more concept. Are we confused enough yet? I'm going to add one more concept, and that's, I I love the word yada out of the Old Testament. Yada is like to see into, to to perceive. And so when I get into, into the idea of the New Testament, there are several times when it says Jesus perceived what was going on in their heart. So if I'm going to have spiritual presence where I'm perceiving, there's this spiritual thing. It's it's not necessarily an intellectual understanding again. There's spiritual contact. There's spiritual connection. There's a spiritual receiving. And then I have a choice to make. 
And that choice either puts it into a vault to where it becomes a part of my character, it becomes a part of my substance, or it rejects it. Interesting. Because uh, I, I didn't think that's where you were going. I, I, to me, it puts it in the vault, so it's available. You can, you can use it or you can leave it in the vault. Uh, the other choice would have been for me, you use it. And, and, and uh, maybe that's the same thing, I, just the way I'm hearing. When you talked about putting it in the vault, I also gave the option of not putting it in the vault. Okay. There are times when it comes to you, peace can be offered to you, and you can say, nope, nope. And that's not that reciprocal it. thing we talked about last time, about how you have a choice. And, and we, we do that every day, and uh, in moment by moment. And what's interesting, I believe even the baby in the womb, even young children, if you've had multiple children, and we did, if you've had multiple children, you know they do not respond the same way to the same behaviors that you offer. And so you're seeing that there's active choice going on there before I would say there's intellectual choice where I'm sitting down and I'm taking it in and I'm observing the ideas and I'm reasoning and I come to an intellectual choice. We're adults. Yes, I'm an adult. Don't talk to me that way. So there's choice going on. And I believe the earliest choice really goes back to that spiritual man where it's like, I connect with this thing. I drink it in. I put it into that vault. I put it into this thing. And then, as you said, oh, yeah, I can pull it back out of the vault from time to time, and I can use it. And so I've got the stuff in the vault that is accessible to me, but I've also got my immediate spiritual presence that's accessible to me. And out of those, out of those choices is how I do my perceiving, where I'm actually seeing things through a lens. As I say, is it getting confusing or is it getting simple? I'm not sure. But this, these are the dynamics that I've tried to explain because I've, I've like had these concepts and it's like, how do you get across to people that we really do live in a spiritual world and things like anxiety are laid down in a solid way? I, I don't know how you can think of anxiety as being solid, but they're laid, laid down in a way that the vault is completely full of anxiety and there's just nothing else. That anxiety is going to rule that person's life. I think what you're saying solid here is a consistency. There's a consistent uh, input of anxiety. And so that's solid in a, in a negative sense. One of the things that I was thinking about psychology, uh, one of the classes early in college you have to take, uh, talked about child development. And in child development, uh, according to experts, uh, the first three, four years of, of a person's life, uh, they take in 70 to 80 percent of their basic structure, uh, at, and, and that's in a physical sense, but it's got to be in, in a spiritual sense as well. I think it might even be more so in a spiritual sense. So when I'm working with someone who's struggling— I look at these layers and you start going, oh, wow, this person, anxiety is their big one or, or rejection is their big one or, or et cetera. Then you begin to ask yourself, then how do I resolve that? Now, the number one way we resolve that, I love Romans 8, 15, 16, God's spirit bears witness with our spirit. We, 
we drink in the adoption of God. We, we drink in that we're children of God. We drink in the peace of God. So there's genuine connection available from God. That helps. But what I find most of the time, people need God with skin on it. In other words, I need to tangibly take safe to people. They need to be able to see that I'm not going to be scared off. I'm not going to be blown away. I can maintain peace. We've had several crises in the program that I work with where you, know, you, you get addicts doing what addicts do and you get a situation blows up. And what I say is the most important thing that I've ever done is walk into the room to address that situation and stayed in a place of peace. It's not the words that I spoke. Safe. It's not having incredible wisdom of, okay, here's what we're going to do. Here's how we're going to fix it. They needed to be able to see that I could walk into that room and stay in a place of peace. And when they could see the peace, when they could feel the peace, when they could receive the peace from me, everything in that room started to switch. So reciprocal was everything. The, the, the give and take, the, the, the safe place that you could talk about whatever uh, is a place that you essentially created between you um, by being available, by not being judgmental, uh, just being open. And, and that, that give and take, that step-by-step -step stuff is just incredible. The word you just used, open. Wow. I mean, that is a powerful, powerful word because until, and these are later, later layers, okay, but until there's some transparency, until there's some openness, I can't really know whether or not you're going to accept me, whether or not you're going to love me. And yes, I'm mixing later layers, okay, and it all gets kind of jumbled together at some point. But if I don't know that you're going to love me, if I don't know that you're going to accept me, I don't know if I can trust you. All of a sudden, we're mixing all this up, and I can't be safe. So openness ends up being a huge word in terms of being safe until I can get to that point of openness and transparency and still be loved and accepted. Wow, now, now I'm beginning to drink in safe from the people around me. Later layers. Uh... Again, step by step, you've got to have layers, and 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 there are going to be progressions and regressions. Uh, you're you're going to go forward sometimes, and you're going to hit walls and go go back. But but the safe part, if you don't have that at all, you're going nowhere. It's it's the deepest of the foundations. It's the one where we look at this and it's like, okay, how do we achieve this? And and we achieve it a lot of times by going to some of the later layers and beginning, okay, I've got to bring this in or I've got to bring this in. They're ready for it at different times. They're, they're ready at different times. But it's the most basic layer. If I don't have safe in place, almost nothing else happens. And I want to think about this from, from a Christian standpoint. How often do we establish that? You've got a new believer. They come in. We start doing whatever it is we do. How often are we aware of this foundational spiritual layer and we are developing the kind of relationship, we're giving them the kind of information, if you will, we're interacting with them in a way that if they don't have this layer of safe in place, we're getting it established. Let me back up with one, one more verse, Isaiah 28, 9, God comes out and he says, whom will I teach knowledge? 
you know, those just drawn from the breast, but it's line upon line, it's precept upon precept. I mean, that's such a powerful wrap up to, to where we're going. We've got to have these layers in place and we haven't understood it and we've just tried to teach doctrine to people who are babies who don't have these spiritual layers in place. They can't see it. They can't comprehend it. They see from inside of who they are and where they are. There is a better way. When you start understanding these foundational layers, it can make a huge difference in the lives of the people around us. production, editing, and audio by Matthew. Set design and setup by Ashley. Content recorded live at Studio 104.